Welcome to another episode of Talking Kotlin, everybody. I hope you're doing well. I know I certainly am because I get to spend a little bit of time with, uh, you know, my co-host Hadi and our guest today. Hadi, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Seth? Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm fine, all things considered. You know. Yeah, I, I, it's been a long time since we've actually seen each other. I think it's been over a month since we recorded one of these things. Bloody summer vacation getting in the way of work. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All the more reason uh, to get some more more good Kotlin content on the road, right? Should we do the? Uh, is is there a, is there a mandatory weather segment we need to do? Yes, it is hot and humid outside. How is it where you are? Honestly, exactly the same. And I've I've been contemplating about this, and I've been thinking back to the last time I was in uh, in Nevada, uh, where you know it's it's a nice dry heat, and I've actually come to the conclusion that I'd rather have like. 35 38 degrees in dry rather than this like 32 degrees in like really humid because i i genuinely feel like i'm melting most days yeah you just walk outside and it's essentially um just you're just sweating right although i have to yeah. say i was uh i, I just checked because I, i've become a freak of uh thermometers and stuff so i've got one outside um in the shade and it's showing to me 43 degrees uh <laughs> but i think it's because it was in the sun at some point and uh, 26 degrees, 26 percent humidity. So that's actually not bad. It's it's hot and dry here. You should come over if it's hot and humid where you are. Yeah, all, all the more reason to to finally give you a visit. I think that would be great. But anyway, uh, today we're not here about talking. I mean, we're always here about talking <laughs> about the weather. Weather. Don't don't say we're not. Yeah, let's be honest here. But today we're actually talking about Kotlin and AppCode. And for that, we have a wonderful guest who is uh, Aida Mukhametsyanov uh, from the AppCode team. Aida, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me here. I'm in AppCode team and I'm in JetBrains since 2019, I think. So not that long time ago. And I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm developing AppCode and also developing some parts of KMM plugin for AppCode. So if you don't know what AppCode is, so AppCode is an IDE for macOS and iOS development. So it's like an analog of Xcode, but from JetBrains. The main feature of AppCode is that it's based on IntelliJ platform. So if you already got used to IntelliJ platform to IDEA, Android Studio, or whatever else, then AppCode will be more comfortable for you than Scott, I would say. Yeah, for folks listening, uh, you might not know what Android Studio is. It's an IDE <laughs> for. <laughs> uh. I'm joking. Anyway, go on, continue. So, but essentially, it's kind of like uh, Xcode on uh, steroids, right? You get basically the same refactorings and code navigation and and goodness that you get with the IntelliJ platform, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And can you use it uh, uh, on its own, or do you have to have it in combination with Xcode when you do development? No, no, no. Unfortunately, you have to have an Xcode installed because uh, Apple doesn't provide a toolchain. It's just bundled into Xcode. And to have the toolchain, we need an Xcode. So to get the question out of the way, because I know everyone always asks this question, can I develop my iOS application on Windows with app code? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> that, you you took a moment to think about that one. Yeah. Yes. Well, I assume that it's, because it's a tricky. It's like a 
before joining JetBrains, I was an iOS developer. So I'm on Mac since years and years ago. And I don't know already what works on Windows and what uh, what uh, what happens in that world. Yeah, fair enough. The main the main point I'm asking is uh, because especially in the car and multi-platform mobile world, it it seems like it's a common theme that whenever we talk about multi-platform mobile, one of the big questions that people have and one that unfortunately we can't give a, a, a positive answer to is can I build my my Kotlin multi-platform apps completely on Windows, including the iOS part? Seb, what, I, I'm a little bit confused. Why do you think that's not a positive answer? I mean, not being able to develop on Windows generally is okay, <laughs> no? <laughs> anyway, let's actually use this as a bit of a segue because, uh, well, we're actually here on Talking Kotlin, right? Uh, so... You want to tell a little bit about the relationship between well app code and Kotlin, and maybe also why you're on the show today. So, let's start from the Android Studio and KMM plugin for Android Studio. There is a Kotlin multi-platform mobile plugin for Android Studio. It's good. It's awesome. It works. It do the stuff. It, you can run iOS applications um, right from Android Studio, and uh, yeah. It will. It has a, a project wizard to create KMM applications uh, from template, but there is a problem that there is no support of Swift and Objective C in Android Studio. So you can't really write Swift code. You need Open Xcode, write your Swift code there, and then open Android Studio and I don't know, rebuild your framework or like modify your framework, your API or your of your common framework build it again to make the interface available in your iOS project in Xcode. So you open Xcode and you adapt the new interfaces. And we uh, wanted to make this, uh, to resolve this problem by building, to make it possible to work uh, with KMM project as with one code base in one ID. And since we uh, have already support for Swift and Objective-C in AppCode. We continued developing uh, the solution in in the AppCode. So that's how we came up with the idea to build a KMM plugin for AppCode. And uh, it, the KMM uh, plugin, it has a like the most, the, the, the killer feature of KMM plugin for AppCode is a cross-resolve between Kotlin and Swift. Uh, and that allows us to make refactorings uh, simultaneously. So you could rename uh, a property in, in Kotlin code, in uh, shared Kotlin code, and then it will be renamed everywhere in Android part, in Swift uh, and Objective-C. And yeah, that makes um, awesome improvement in, in the workflow. So just before we continue a second, let me try and position myself as a developer to better understand uh, what that potential workflow is. Uh, I'm doing a Kotlin multi-platform mobile application and I'm just mm -hmm. a single person, right? I'm going to do both Kotlin and, uh, sorry, target Android and Mac iOS. Mm -hmm. So now I have Android Studio installed. Um, I can do development in Android Studio with Kotlin uh, and create a multi-platform application. has to be on, on Windows because I want to target uh, Mac, sorry, it has to be on Mac because I want to target iOS as well, right? 
Yeah. And um, so I'm doing my application and I'm writing my common Kotlin code in Android Studio. And I can also write uh, Android specific code uh, on in Android Studio using this, mm. correct? No, no, you need only app code. And you can no. I, I'm not talking about iOS though. Right no, now, no, I'm just no. You can about... you can develop Android specific code in App Code as well. Okay, but let's assume that I don't have App Code right now. Let's assume that I just have Android Studio, so I can write uh, code that targets the Android platform in Android Studio. Correct up to now, right? Yeah. Okay. Now what you're saying is that what I can't do is interrupt with uh, Swift code and get that better editor experience with just Android Studio and with just um, you know Xcode running in the background, right? So if I wanted to do anything that were specific around KMM and um, Swift interrupting within with Kotlin, I would have to default to Xcode, which of course doesn't really understand Kotlin, doesn't understand the interrupt aspects, etc. And that's where KMM comes into the picture. KMM for app code comes into the picture, right? Where I can. Um, when you say interrupt, what do you mean? Well, I mean the same way that I I can you know use Java APIs and get completion, etc. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, could yeah. I get yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so that's where app code now comes into the picture. That I could do the same thing when I'm targeting iOS. Is that more or less correct? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, Sepp, are you on the same page as a non-mobile developer? Uh, you, you realize I started as a mobile developer, right? Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, but we quickly changed that, as, didn't we? Sepp? As a, as an ex-mobile developer, yeah, maybe we should say. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm on the same page. Um, okay. You, I, but I think Hadi kind of interrupted you a little bit in your story. Do you do yes, you want I'm to continue? I'm so sorry. No, it, it's all good. It's all good. It's almost like it's a dialogue. Do you, do you want to uh, do you want to continue your point? Uh, if if you still have that train of thought, otherwise I can throw in a couple extra questions. No, um, you can ask questions, but maybe we can. Okay, let me let me finish my speech. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't good. say that I prepared the speech, but it's just a. Uh, two things which I would like to highlight about the mm -hmm. plugin. Um, so, additional to the to the cross resolve thing, also you should consider that when you edit your uh, common code in like common Kotlin module, um, the interfaces you don't need to like to get uh, in new interfaces of your common module available in Swift code. You don't need to rebuild the framework. How it uh, how it's needed with uh, Android Studio and KMM. It's just uh, it becomes available like on the fly because we communicate with uh, Kotlin frontend. Okay, so the so the plugin really understand like with the plugin you you allow app code to really understand what's going on on the Kotlin side of things, and that enables everything. Yeah, it, it supports Kotlin and it supports cross resolve between Swift and Kotlin. And Objective C. Yeah. Okay, that sounds that sounds very elegant. I think, but uh, I actually wanted to to touch on one more point because when when Hadi uh, when Hadi made his inquiry, he uh, you also mentioned uh, that you can write Android specific Kotlin code in in App Code now. 
So how how is that experience, and like maybe how does it differ from from writing it in uh, in Android Studio, for example? I would say the main difference is that we don't have interface designer or interface builder, how how it's called in Android Studio. So we don't uh, do any UI stuff, and we don't add. So we use. Uh, uh, I think it's at Kotlin Android, but not the the Android plugin. Or no, uh, I may I may I may do a mistake here, but it's just uh, we don't take the Android plugin, which is uh, which works uh, in Android Studio, but we use another one. I think it's either it's Android Kotlin or Kotlin Android or something. Uh, I don't remember exactly. And yeah, so the experience differs but uh, like uh, now we are on the start point and we just will adjust according to the request from the users and community the experience designed to be kind of like plug and play as in like i can take the the exact same multi-platform project i may have worked on beforehand and just open it in app code or do i need to make some changes to to make sure things work you do need, uh, yeah, you do need uh, to make some changes. The main difference in your Gradle configuration is that in, in Android application, you uh, declare your dependencies on top level. Um, and in in our solution, we use a Kotlin multi-platform um, way when you add dependencies to um, source sets. So you have your... Kotlin extension, and then you have um, target, you declare target, and then you declare source sets, and you add uh, dependencies there. So you will uh, need to update your Gradle configuration file. Okay, but given that I have already, like, you know, I've already been tinkering with Kotlin multi-platform mobile beforehand, or maybe I created my multi-platform project using the, the Android uh, Studio KMM plugin, can I then just open it in app code, or do yeah, you still yeah. need to make changes? Then, then it works, yeah. Okay, so that's just a it's, a it's a smooth experience there. And I actually have have one more question, just on the on the topic of app code and Android Studio combined. Is there a do you envision the workflow of people still switching between those two IDEs when they switch between the different platforms, or uh, how how do you imagine this part? They will need still switch for uh, building UI, for building complicated UI. Same we have in AppCode and Xcode when you need to open storyboards and uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, in in Xcode to have to have the like preview and this smooth and fully integrated UI experience. I'm curious in regards to real-world usages of when you're creating applications, don't you most of the time have to use Interface Builder? It depends on, on the project, right? Because, um, for example, like there are complicated projects uh, with, with complicated logic inside, with complicated business logic. Yeah, there are applications with rich UI, but simple logic where you want to uh, impress the user by UI, but uh, yeah, definitely there are projects where you, like um, where a, a developer 
could work on specific part without touching the UI. Uh, I believe so. And in terms of Jetpack Compose, uh, I assume that there's less use of a visual interface right now. Is that correct? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. I haven't worked with Jetpack Compose. I haven't worked with Swift UI as well. But I, <laughs> I know some uh, stuff that um, you write your Swift. Let's talk about Swift UI. Uh, you write, uh, you can write your Swift UI code in just the editor. Uh, you don't need, like, would be nice to have a preview. Uh, but in actually in upcode case, you can make the preview possible in iOS Simulator. So you could still build Swift UI code, like write Swift UI code, and uh, changes will will appear in the simulator. So it is possible with Swift UI. With Jetpack Compose, I'm not sure, but yeah, I just sorry, I don't know. But uh, besides the the user interface story, if I'm really focused on building like business logic rich applications or uh, well shared like library shared library integrations, these kind of things, then this this whole app code KMM uh, solution really makes the whole thing smoother. That's how I understand it. Assume this is still a, a very recent, uh, like you very recently published this, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, have you already received some kind of uh, feedback from from developers? Uh, how how they feel about it, or what what they're kind of looking for in the plugin as well? I would say people who is interested in like who tried out the product, so they have enough motivation to to really download it, to build something, and try it out. They like the solution, um, and I think that. Uh, like core, like native native developers, they haven't even tried because they just they are native developers and uh, accept only Swift or Objective C. But um, yeah, we already have some requests. We are already working on next steps uh, to to ex ex expand the functionality to make it more prettier for iOS development. What what do you mean more prettier? Uh, more attractive. Yeah. Okay. So, in, in what sense? Like, where do you think that? Yeah. Like, first of all, why, and uh, second of all, how? Uh, well, um, I would say currently uh, we need more flexibility in the configuration uh, of the Gradle. So. I didn't tell the main thing, the main uh, difference for iOS developers. So we talked about Android development, but for iOS developers, things are much more different currently than uh, than the native development. So think think about that. Uh, with current solution, uh, you uh, the iOS developer needs to configure all the things in Gradle file, not in Xcode project. How it's how usually people do. Uh, so you configure your Gradle file for like you configure your iOS app target there, then Gradle uh, Gradle plugin Apple Gradle plugin generates uh, Xcode projects when you need it. Then this Xcode project is being built. And yeah, so because. Uh, not everybody uh, is ready to move from Xcode, Xcode project completely, like to 
translate all their settings and everything into this Gradle configuration. Uh, we now working on the solution where you have um, the main, like the hybrid solution, where you don't have only Gradle as a source of truth, but you have an Xcode project and some part uh, still like embedded into into your Xcode project, which is generated by Gradle uh, plugin. So this solution, I think, will be more attractive and uh, for people who is not ready to go all in into Gradle. So the the way that when when I last worked with Kotlin multi-platform mobile, the idea was that you create some kind of library uh, based on 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 Kotlin multi-platform. Uh, and then you import that in your in your iOS project, right? In your Xcode project, um, which means that well, I guess you have some configuration uh, to to integrate those two things together, but you still have your own like Xcode project uh, that you, that you kind of manage and maintain. Is it the same structure when we use the the AppCode KMM plugin, or are there any changes in in this structure as well? Oh, well, um, in current solution, it's more or less the same, uh, but first apple gradle plugin gen like it's just apple gradle plugin generates xcode project and if you open this xcode project uh, then you will see that the kotlin multi-platform like kotlin framework this shared framework is also integrated into the project the structure of xcode projects is more or less the same well i'm thinking this might also be a a, a kind of a, a cool way to to introduce ios developers who you know work in a in a Kotlin multi-platform mobile context, and and get them acquainted with uh, with AppCode in the first place. Actually, because I so <laughs> when when I started doing doing mobile development, I was I was always writing uh, X or I was always using Xcode for a while, until I I think by chance or or by recommendation stumbled up across AppCode, and I was like, this is a much better editing experience. I I like I like this much better, but I kind of wasn't aware of it uh, at at the time. Uh, so I, I feel like that again, having things like, hey, uh, we you have another team that's working on this on these shared modules, and you're gonna get a better development experience when you when you use app code over Xcode, for example. It might also nudge people to you know just try the software uh, and actually realize that it might give them a better development experience than what they're used to. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Not not all the people know about the app code, and also I got a question from I think from from Android developer he was like is upcode also done by produced by JetBrains or <laughs> yes why why are you asking and uh, yeah and not all iOS developers of course know about upcode so I have a question which obviously I know the answer to um <laughs> Well, not because obviously I know the answer to it, but because I, I know. Uh, <laughs> but for folks that don't know, if you, you know, if we're looking at trying to get more people to jump on board Kotlin and Kotlin multi-platform mobile and do iOS development with it, uh, there's a bunch of hurdles that folks have to overcome, right? in the sense that, well, now I I have to get a Swift developer interested in another language to begin with. Then I have to get that Swift developer interested in another tool, right? Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, so not only can you not kind of use a Kotlin with, with Xcode, you would have to use a different tool. Uh, which, you know, let's not also forget that it is a paid tool in this case. So folks would be, you know, it feels like, okay, well, there's a few too many obstacles in my way in order for me to get, take advantage of this um, Kotlin multi-platform mobile scenario, right? And this begs the question, because I think a lot of folks don't know, but maybe asking themselves, why did you have to do this as a separate IDE um, to begin with? I mean, I guess independently of Kotlin as well. And why didn't you develop it as a plugin to Xcode? Or why don't you provide Kotlin support as a plugin to Xcode? Uh, about Xcode, it's not that simply to write any extensions there. And I think it has uh, too limited um like possibilities to extend um to support kotlin so why didn't we build separate ide for uh multi-platform stuff um no 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 that that's that that wasn't my question it was why why require another ide why couldn't it have just been xcode to at least remove one of the obstacles right uh, i mean you know okay. you and i and seven and, and anyone that's used app code realize that it's not really an obstacle because it actually boosts your productivity right and it makes you uh, more efficient and it makes you code uh more pleasurably right but um, for folks that are trying to adopt this it, it's two things that they have to overcome right yeah, not just the language but also the the ide uh, and the answer is that it's it's extremely difficult and limited to actually create plugins to the level that we need for Xcode, right? True, and also nobody guarantees that uh, something will will not like nothing will change in like couple of years in Xcode, and Apple may just turn it off completely and break everything uh, for us, and all our work will be just a garbage because Xcode changes every year. And we have every year we have additional work to support these changes from Xcode, from Swift, and we'll like to rely on that Xcode will stay the same regarding the extension functionality. It's it's absolute risk, and yeah. uh, we could probably partner with Apple, with Apple, uh, but it's already another story. <laughs> So, and, and if you don't mind, Seb, I have a follow-up question, of course, to this, is how can we try and now ease this transition and how can we make it easier for folks uh, to overcome these obstacles, so to speak? First solution comes to my mind. Uh, it's uh, to produce more content, more like, like more talkings, more documentation and explanations for like targeted to iOS developers. Uh, what else could we try? What else could we try? Do you have any ideas? Uh, well, I mean, I think that Seb being a mobile uh, developer, a lot of responsibility should uh, fall on him now uh, to create <laughs> content around uh, iOS and. Mm -hmm. uh, so of course. I, at the end of the day, it's a, it's exactly the same. I mean. You know, it's it's the same situation as uh, Java and Kotlin in a way, right? You know, why did people switch over from Java to Kotlin? Um, what were the benefits? 
And mm-hmm. I think it's, a, it's about like, if you show enough benefits to people and give them the value, generally folks would then, you know, overcome any minor obstacles, right. To, to start working with something. Yeah. We, we gotta, gotta find ways for people to fall in love with all the technologies and all the, all the bits and pieces. Uh, Seb, go ahead, man. It's all up to you. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you want to get back into mobile? Look, man, there's there's few things I don't want to get back into. You know, <laughs> I've uh, I've I've recently I've recently you know perused a a math textbook again from from my university, and it's one it's again it's one of those topics like uh, things like probability theory and statistics and. It, I mean, this is completely off topic, but it's literally, I look at these things and I'm like, it would be so great if I just had a little bit more time so that I could, you know, refresh my memory on these kind of topics because they seem very interesting and very exciting, but, you know, got to prioritize. <laughs> so uh, to to kind of round things out, I, I know you've, you've kind of alluded to the, the fact that you want to make it a bit more pleasant uh, in the future to, to develop with uh, with app code for for Kotlin multi-platform mobile, but I'm just wondering if you have any particular like upcoming plans that that you can or want to share that are maybe already on the horizon. As I said, it's this hybrid model, like hybrid project model, where you have your main Xcode project and then just a part uh, from Gradle configuration integrated into this project. And the second thing, which is uh, on the horizon, uh, currently, some better integration with Kakao pods. Uh, when, if you have Kakao pods dependencies in your shared Kotlin module, then they are like available from Swift code. Yeah, uh, I hope I understood uh, the functionality correctly because another teammate is working on it. <laughs> How many people are actually working on the on the KMM plugin? I mean, these five people constantly changing from AppCode to KMM and vice versa. You know, last time I said not bad when when someone said there's like five people. I, I actually said there's like five or six people on the Kotlin JS team, and that's which is pretty good. People no, started it's laughing a, at me for some reason. The five team five people, it's approximate approximate number in only AppCode team. But of course there is a, there are people from Kotlin native team from Kotlin who also like helps us. They help us. It's not only us just building the whole thing. Makes sense that it would that that would be a, a type of cooperation. Actually is uh, maybe maybe one more small question. Were you actually able to kind of reuse any of the of the work that the folks for the KMM plugin for Android Studio have have done or is it because it's kind of the inverse was it essentially built from scratch? Actually, some parts from AppCode were reused in KMM plugin for Android Studio. And yeah, we use these parts as well. Uh, so yeah, there, there, there is some uh, reused code. We reused Kotlin frontend to generate uh, stops, to generate um, the available API from Kotlin to translate it into Objective-C and Swift symbols. So we didn't write our own parser or compiler or whatever. It just we adjusted the Kotlin front end. I think that's that's mostly all we have time for today. 
do you want to uh, let's let's have a call to action here, right? For people, when people wanna wanna check out the Kotlin multi-platform mobile plugin for App Code, where do they go? How do they find it? Uh, how do they go about this? So there is a black blog post in in our uh, in our engineering engineering blog or in our blog at JetBrains. So I think the links will be attached to this video, right? Yep. There is a post, there is some um, uh, documentation there. Also, if you have any feature requests, don't hesitate to go into Utrek. The link will be also in, under the video. Yeah, there is a, I think, Slack channel uh, with uh, Kotlin people there. So yeah, it's basically to get the information, uh, go to the blog post and uh, plug in documentation. Uh, to request features, go to Utrek. Are there any are there any parts of the of the KMM plugin that you would like for people to uh, especially try out, or you know, give give especially detailed feedback on? Maybe because you're still designing it, or because it's uh, it, you're you're still kind of working out the details. I think the Gradle. Uh, we need to understand uh, what is the most needed feature for. The Gradle uh, extension, with where you write Apple, then where you configure your target in in Gradle file, uh, because there is so much thing, so many things you uh, you can create, so many features, and it's not clear which is the most desirable one where you should focus. All right. So if you have strong opinions, like many programmers do, do make sure to. Uh, let the team know so that we can uh, come up with a with a good solution here. All right, Ida, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, it was really nice talking to you. I certainly learned something uh, new. Uh, I'll I'll also have to install the plugin myself and uh, give it a try in the the near future. Sounds like a a weekend project. Yeah, we're we're recording this on a Thursday, so the weekends is is not so far away. Maybe you got statistics uh, coming up this weekend, Seb. Probability and statistics. Do it next right. weekend. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess my my old university textbooks are calling me. <laughs> okay. Thank you for inviting me. It was also a pleasure to talk with you. Absolutely. Yep. All Thanks right. Thanks for coming Take on care. the show. And uh, for all the folks out there, we'll be back at some point in time. Well, soon. Soon. In how frequently do these go out, Seb? I've forgotten. Every two weeks. No. I, I think yeah. something like that, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see you in two weeks in an episode that you don't know what it's going to be about. And the best part is, nor do we. And in the meantime, don't forget to... Like and subscribe, and most importantly... Hit that bell. That's right. You should get your bell repaired. Yeah, I should. Yeah, we need, we need to get a bell repairman. See you, folks. Anyway, have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.